Collegiate Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 280. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi, Ross, Ross, Jedi, J. Welcome back, all you beautiful babies, to the L5J Studios. Guess what? It's session 19 of 30 podcasts in 30 days. That's right, National Podcast Post Month. And all week long, we've been bringing you special conversations from this year's Mississauga Comic Expo. Today is the seventh installment of Mississauga Comic Week. Seventh and final installment, and I have saved for you a special one. Uh, on today's episode, you will be meeting Aaron Broverman. Aaron is the host of Speech Bubble Podcast, which is a fellow podcast on Never Sleeps Network, of which An Elegant Weapon is also very proud to be a member of. It's www.neversleepsnetwork.com. You can find an Elegant Weapon there, Speech Bubble Podcast, and a whole bunch of other fine shows out of the city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, one of the greatest cities in the world. So yeah, uh, check out Never Sleeps Network. Uh, this is a conversation. It's uh, me and Aaron kind of having a quick little uh, review of our experiences together, podcasting, uh, and a little recant of his journey uh with the speech bubble and how speech bubble's been coming along. So I hope you've enjoyed the last week, the last seven conversations. Uh Mississauga Comic Expo week. Again, kudos to Jason Liu and his team, everybody at the Mississauga Library System. Just love Mississauga Comic Expo. It's uh fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. We'll start bringing you a few more Kickstarters next week. But I'm having so much fun just uh, playing with this fast and loose and easy that we'll probably just keep flying along that way because uh, we got a few more days to go. National Podcast Post Month. As I said, this is Session 19 with the host of Speech Bubble Podcast on Never Sleeps Network, Aaron Barovo. Aaron, you're tabling at the Mississauga Comic Expo. How's yeah, it feel? This is my first comic convention ever that I'm actually tabling at. How's it feel? And it's going amazing. We have sketches from mm -hmm. artists that you know and love and Absolutely. I know and love that have been on the show. Ricky Lima, Andrew Thomas, uh, Ali Ram Koltov. And they're flying off the table. Beyond the sketch, though, you have to explain what you've done with the sketch card itself, because it's a very cool idea. So so what we've done is we've had them do exclusive sketches just for us, and then we put a link to the episode that they appeared in on the bottom of the sketch. So people get a sketch, they get it signed by the artist that's here, yeah. and then they go home and they can listen to the it's episode. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Thank I you. love it. Thank I think it's a so fantastic much, idea, and it is. It's an excellent lineup of people. But you, sir, have had... One killer adventure with all the people you've gotten to talk to has been insane. Uh, let's do a little recap, because how long has it been now? What episode do you want? We must be doing at least 60 episodes. I think I'm over 60 right, right now. Right on. And uh, time-wise, has it been over a year yet? Yeah. Has it been two years? Almost over a year. Like we, we basically launched in April of 2016. Right. 
So it's been uh, just over a year. And things have gone gangbusters, things man. Things are going amazing. You've pretty much become the comic journalist in Toronto. I've managed to interview big names like Huge. Chester Brown, yeah. Seth, yeah. Chip Zdarsky, yeah. Ryan North. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I even got invited to uh, Seth's studio, which was, which right. was amazing. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank no, you. No, I provide, uh, we, we, we passed on the love. You guys heard many, many uh, episodes of An Elegant Weapon that were recorded on my original H1. Right. Which uh, now has been handed off to you, fine sir. Yeah, man. And you've already been making incredible usage of it. Yeah, you you passed it down. I wouldn't be able to do some of the on-location interviews done. that I that Had I do. Had to be done. Yeah, you're you're getting around and stuff, so you got to be ready. You got to be ready to pot at all times, Aaron. Definitely. But that's also why we have phones, so it's be pretty cool. Because some of the biggest names, like you know, they can't afford to be away from the drawing table, so oh, you got to yes. come to them. Absolutely. So. You've gotten to a point now where you've you've taken this whole thing with such tenacity. Um, I'm sure a lot of it helped having the confidence of already having been a journalist right. and having done a lot of writing for you know good outlets and stuff. Right. But you have no fear when it comes to like. There's no reason anyone should not talk to you. Like you've chased these people and been like, you know, you're gonna let's do this. And what is your technique about going about it? Do you just email them and being like, you're gonna be on my show? Because that's what it feels like. At first, it was people that I knew, people that I already knew that were hanging out at Artist Alley and that sort of thing. Right. And those people ended up writing for Marvel and DC, like people like Ramon Perez. And right. They got bigger. The Right? Pretty much the king of Toronto these days. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Scott yeah. Hepburn was people I knew back yeah. in the day, too. So they got big, and they were like, of course, anything for you, Aaron. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. But now, now it's a little more challenging. I got to send the email. Yeah. But you know what really helps is word of mouth. Other guests, like Kalman Androsovsky, yep. selling my show yep. to other people at conventions. Absolutely. That's how I got Valentine Delandro. Kalman basically was like, you know, you know his interview that I did? That's yeah. all I send to journalists now because it's the best interview I've ever done. There you and go. Valentine was like, really? Wow. Yeah. So then he really wanted to do the show because of Kalman's endorsement. That's great, man. You know, I got yeah. Seth because Chester Brown said I was one of the best interviews that he's ever done. Dude, and you're, you do an amazing job. Thank you're one you. hell of a journalist. And it is this confident, relentless idea of no fear that you have in the interview, right? Because, I mean, you go in fairly prepared. Right. You know who you're going to talk to. And you're also one of those encyclopedic-type fans who fucking knows every creator that ever fucking existed somehow. But you get so excited about all of them, too. You're always, you're always sending me, oh, I got to talk to this guy. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And I don't know who you're fucking talking about, man. I have no goddamn idea. But you go into it. You charge into it with, like, okay, like... I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like you have yeah. this con. Where does that come from? That it's, you're just no fear to talk to anybody. It's about the research. You have to be prepared, and as long right. as you can show that you have a really deep interest and knowledge in people's uh, work, right. they're willing to talk to you. Because like uh, classic interviewers that inspire me, like Nardwall and, and those sure, people, yeah, they yeah. pull out the deep things so that the guests are so surprised, it's questions they've never been asked before, that they're willing go. to open up way, yeah, way more. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I'm kind of lucky in the way that I, I, too, get a lot of my guests through word of mouth from other people who've been on the show, but it's not so much this is the best interview I've ever done, it's more of that was fun. Right. Like, he was just a fun time. That was really fun to, you know, shit, shoot the shit with him. Whereas, yeah, you are someone that you definitely, your show has, it's so well respected now because you have, you know, it's you in this 
it's so professional. It's it's so it's just good. Thank it's you so much, man. You know what I, mean? I mean, what I like about your show is it's guerrilla style. It's, it's on the spot. All for fun. Yeah, and we yeah. need we need different styles to differentiate us Absolutely. from all the different. It helps Toronto for you contests. and I because we almost get this like we get this. Often I'll have a guest, and then I'll see like five podcasts come out in the next week that have that same guest. Right, and the lucky thing is, I know when I see you, if you have a guest that I'm saying gonna have, I know it's gonna be a completely different conversation. Absolutely, you know, it's gonna be one. I'm still, even if I've already talked to that person for an hour and got to know them, I know I didn't go to the places that I'm gonna hear you go to. Right, do you know what I mean? So that's why I love listening to your show because I can even hear people that I've got to know and talk to, and you dig way deeper than I do. Yeah, I try to get to know the people really thorough, really deep. We've only had one guest ever that said. That was too deep for me. I'm a little uncomfortable. Don't Did air you? my episode. Really? Only one. Really? And I'm willing to do that. That's fine if, wow. you, if you don't want to have it aired. But but so far, out of the 63 episodes, there's only been one person. Wow. That's got to be a tough spot, man. I've, I've, I've had episodes I wouldn't air for my own, like, like, Okay, I'll give one example. I did a really in-depth interview, and this was like an interview chat with a guy, uh, a very well-known artist, um, and he's had a hell of a fucking life. And we got deep. By the time we were done talking for an hour behind the table, we were both in tears. Like, this was a deep conversation. And I was like, that was amazing, thank you, you know, hugs and everything. Not two hours later at the hotel, I'm in a conversation with this guy and a few other people, and he proceeds to trash Canada. Just starts talking such horrible things about Toronto and Canada and Canadians that I was, I was flabbergasted. I was like, this is not the guy I just sat with, right? So for three years maybe, I've had this interview, this MP3 on the desktop, in the corner of my desktop on my laptop. I've never been able to bring myself to release it because I'm just conflicted. I'm like, yeah, it was a great deep talk, but if he also feels that other way, just as a patriotic Canadian, I can't support that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Is so, that is that is this a name guy? Is this a guy that people oh yeah. would know? Oh yeah. Wow. So yeah. it would really help your podcast if, if he Absolutely. was aired. Oh, so yeah. you're you're definitely going on like the pride of being Canadian. Absolutely. Right now. No, this is a hundred percent. I if I put this episode out, it would stir some shit. It would absolutely get some talking going on. I absolutely know it because well actually no the episode itself wouldn't. It would be me having to put in an, an, an amendment or an addendum or something on it that said, look, I can't release, I've thought about releasing it, but I can't release it without at least putting in the intro, me ahead of time saying, this is what happened after. Right, right. And I can't release this without you also all knowing the other side of it that I experienced. Right, that's an interesting right? dilemma, man. Yeah, so who knows, maybe one day, but uh, not yet. But again, it, you know, there's always episodes to go, right? There's always yeah, new things to do, but that's crazy to yeah. sit for an hour and have someone be like, I can't. You can't put that out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think yeah. they were expecting that I would talk more about their work and stuff, and they were sort of... They haven't uh, heard your show before, yeah, obviously. They were sort of yeah. off-put by the fact that it went so okay. deep into their personal life, and I... Could I, they have themselves kind of been like, that's getting a little personal, I yeah, don't want to answer that question? You can like, at any point, but I, think, sure. but I think it was a little bit of a different relationship, because I, you know... Uh, we we were like we were we were friends, so oh. I think I think they felt like they okay, should give me more. You know what I mean? Right, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it would have been a little different had it been like someone you'd never even met before. Right, and I don't yeah. I don't fault them yeah, at all. Like that's fine because it was more about how it made them feel, right. and I don't want to put people through like personal anxiety listening to my episode. That's not what of my course. podcast is yeah. about. Yeah, and see, that's one thing I. I 
I have a lot of negative views about things. Right. I have a lot of critiques, just like anybody else. But you won't hear me talk on my show because I think talking negativity is a waste of time when I could be using that time to promote something positive or something I do like or something I do believe in, right? Right, right. So it's not... Sometimes you get tempted. You're like, oh, I could start some shit with this. Or I. Sometimes it's hard to... I'll get mad at certain things, like maybe a certain show or something that happened, and I'll really be tempted to get on my show and just trash something. Right. And I have to stop myself and remember that, no, the point of the show is to be positive and spread the love, you know? And that's what I like about your show. You're all about yeah. family. You're not about com- competing. No. You're not no. about, like, you know, my podcast is my podcast. Get away right. from me. Right. You're all about cooperation and family, and we need people Try to like be, you. I consider my show to be the voice of the creators. That's why, you know, people will come to me and they ask. It's not about me. It's about, yeah, you want to talk about whatever I'll talk about whatever you want to do I have questions of course I'm a curious guy that's why the conversation can flow because I'm coming up with curiosity as we're having a conversation but absolutely man I'm not in this for the fame or the glory as much as that would be wonderful I'm not saying I don't want that but no this is these are our friends man you and I both well know these aren't just people we're interviewing sometimes they are but this is our community this is our role in it you know what I mean like you, you although are already now making comics, having your uh, entry into Toronto Comics Anthology. Yeah, I'm in Toronto Comics Anthology, Bam. Young at Heart. Yeah. Um, I collaborated with uh, Colton Gilson on that. Which is great. And uh, he did a great job. It's a true crime story. Yeah. Uh, it's Toronto's first gangland murder from the 30s. That's awesome, man. And it yeah. sort of destroyed Toronto's reputation as Toronto the good. Right, right. It, well, you did great, man. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Thank you so, so much. And yeah. Stephanie Cook, who's on our latest episode um, as you're recording right, this yeah. she is now she was in Young at Heart for the first time that right. was the volume that she appeared in with me and now she's editing yeah, the next volume she's I, you know I finally just met her face to face at Fan Expo and uh, I hadn't actually met her before like I knew of her online I follow Rogue's Portal and stuff but uh, that's the same Stephanie right? yeah yeah that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. she does Rogue's Portal yeah and when I finally got to meet she's absolutely lovely so we talked about hooking up and having some pods sometime she's got sure. some interesting yeah. stories like a lot of she the worked st- uh, in the Miller World for a while right? yeah. yeah so she she got selected for the Miller World anthology that just came out in September right yeah. she did a Huck story that's awesome man and it's, yeah. it's when you hear it it's the greatest concept for a Huck story and somebody that can find anything basically the concept is how do you help a family that's lost everything when you can find anything? Wow. That's a, that's a deep, that's a trippy one, man. I, I, I like that. I'm going to check that it's out. It's really awesome. Sure. Really good. So uh, can you tell us? You got anything in the bank? What's coming up in the next couple of weeks? Or? Uh, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks? I have interviewed the Read More Comics guys, the oh, right, David yeah. Craigs, the James Spencers, the right Bob on. Murskys. It's a very sort of underground comics, Robert Crumb style thing right, that they do right. that came out of uh, their work in the Toronto Comic Jam, which right. is a monthly jam at the Cameron House that happens. So now they work together and uh, they do a comic called Read More Comics with an X. It's awesome. And it's really great. And then after that, I'm talking to the people behind uh, Wayward Sisters. Oh, Allison and and them folks, yeah. Right, right, right. the new anthology from the T.O. Comics publishing imprint. We can turn our heads and see if she's here yet. I know she's coming, but I don't see her yet. Yeah, I haven't seen her today. But But Wayward Comics, it's all women. 
and all female identified mm-hmm. LGBTQ uh, yeah. people and they're doing monster stories monster stories that's awesome it's a great thing like I like that it's it's an anthology made by women but not like for women or about women it just happens to be by women but they're all monster stories right that's the kind of shit we need you know what I mean that's the kind of shit that I love to see when it's something just that anybody would be doing but it happens to be all women you know because I probably wouldn't have been so eager to read it had it been say for women by women you know you know just about women and this and that right. but it's not it's just like any other anthology it literally just happens to be all written by women right, right. and it yeah. gives opportunities to uh, different minorities and different voices sure. that don't usually get opportunities in comics that often yeah it's awesome man I can't wait to read it and the, the Kickstarter's going gangbusters for it too it's doing really really well yeah so, I and which you can all that. check out get on Kickstarter check out uh uh, Wayward Sisters uh, anthology, and uh, it's gonna be good times. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, we should also, before we uh, see speaking here, uh, give a little plug out to our hometown home, and that would be Never Sleeps Network. Yeah, Never Sleeps Network is here. Um, we're at NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Yeah. Find Speech Bubble, find an elegant weapon, and a host of so many other shows. Uh, My producer, yeah. Alex Ross, hosts a show called Speaking Duck, and he just had John Catucci yeah, on. Foodie show. From You Gotta Eat Here. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I didn't realize he was such a foodie. And yeah. then, the, the, you know, Speaking Duck and everything. Oh, Alex likes the foodie, eh? Yeah. Uh, and there's the new show, Vest of Friends. Vest of Friends, it's yeah. a great sketch comedy show. Yeah. They do sketch comedy scenes, and I've never heard anything like that on a podcast before. Me neither. I think it's a really cool concept, man. I love to see these new original ideas come out when people are doing cool stuff. I've been thinking of uh, trying to start to do some interesting stuff, because I love the old school radio shows. Yeah, it's like, like, like a Shadow radio Shadow and the old Batman serials. I've been starting to think of maybe, because also I had a little involvement at Fan Expo this year. I hosted the panel for Jay Fosgett's dead duck and zombie chick live radio play wow that's awesome so uh not all the cast members could be there so i filled in playing uh, a dj lou guru this french canadian dj and i had so much fun doing that i can't even tell you it was it was a blast so i think that's inspired me to maybe start doing a few more things like that maybe on the show or maybe you know we can even start others that's the great thing about you have a website you know you can start once you got rss like feed way to make them you can do as many shows as we want we can go podcast crazy right so right. uh but yeah go to neversleepsnetwork.com check out speech bubble check out an elegant weapon all the other fine shows there but aaron uh you do incredible work thank you uh, i'm i'm honored that many people consider me to be the ying to your yang uh, and it's awesome that we're going through this adventure together, of it, both in our own ways, covering this incredible comics community. And uh, for many more years to come, we shall do so. Thank you so much, man. You can also still subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, of wherever course. you get your podcast. Of and course. follow us at Speechball Pod on all social media channels. Booyah. Aaron Broverman, kids, do it up.